Tonight I would like to explore a bit the theme of self-compassion or self-acceptance, self-kindness, self-care. And this has been uh, one of my favorite topics. And I think this is one of the big challenges for us. How, as a culture where there is a lot of guilt and lack of self-worth and a sense of something is wrong with me, I'm not good enough, I'm not lovable as I am, so a whole culture based on on these uh, beliefs, family systems based on that belief. So the challenge is coming from that background, having this wound, this core wound, more or less all of us, we have that core wound, of course in different degrees, depending on how neurotic your parents were. <laughs> and how narcissistic your first boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there is, in mo- almost all of us, there is uh, this, this core wound of uh, I'm not good enough. So then a culture like that, you know, listening to the teachings, to the to the particularly the Buddhist, Tibetan Buddhist teachings. So it's really difficult to, sometimes it is difficult to hear them in an empowering way, in a way that that the teachings actually reflect your inherent, good, inherent goodness, your inherent beauty. Because quite often when these teachings are given, by traditional teachers, they don't get that point. They they think they talk to sane people because that's what they're used to. (laughs) And And they might not be aware how insane we are in that point. I mean, we have also our strengths and our resources, but in that point. And some traditional teachers, they, they, they don't get that. So there is, a, there is sometimes you know, the kind of and punishment and the hells and, and so on uh, in the teachings. And of course, if you rest in an understanding that my true nature is pure, I have that inborn intelligence, I have that inborn warmth, which nothing can be, can destroy can be can destroy, then you listen to that kind of teachings in a very different way than we would. So this is one of the one of the things I have observed in me and many other practitioners that instead of being supported and being enlightened by the teachings and you know starting to flower and feeling good about yourself and others, sometimes it goes into the opposite. And then some people f- who feel that, that it goes into the opposite, 
they run away. They, they, they kind of, this is not for me. This is, uh, and then they, and, and that's sad, of course, because we need to look at these teachings and these traditional texts in a specific way. We need to translate them into our language, into our own psychic background, into our own culture. So this is a long journey, I think, for all of us, this journey of becoming more comfortable with who we are, and this journey of recognizing and trusting and realizing the goodness and the warmth and what, what Trungpa Rinpoche calls it, your brilliant sanity. That, that behind all that stuff which you would want to get rid of maybe, that there is actually this inborn goodness, this inborn freedom, this inborn peace. So part of doing this journey is starting to realize how bad it is. And this part is quite difficult. It's painful to realize that, to, to feel and to realize how you treat yourself. To become aware of that nagging, criticizing, judgmental voice in you. This constant commentary of, this is not good enough, try harder, you should work harder, you should do this, you should do that. It's like... And, and to, to become aware of that, it's painful. But uh, what you become aware of, what you become aware of already starts to loses its power. Because what you're aware of, you are not. So if you, come, come, if you become aware of the inner judge, if you become aware of that voice, and you get to know that voice, don't argue with that voice. He will win. <laughs> Your father will win. Yeah, but... yeah. So then you start to argue. And when you argue with that voice, you actually give it more reality and more value than it has. And it will win, that voice, because something in you feels somehow, yeah, he is actually right. Or she. Or maybe it's not a particular gender. So that's part of what you can find out. Maybe there's like a committee of inner judges. <laughs> <laughs> where you need to you know every day you're 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 called to the committee 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 to the board of the inner judges <laughs> and sometimes these voices this commentary is very subtle it's like on the almost like unconscious so it's not uh, sometimes it's it takes some some curiosity to actually identify that I'm saying it, I'm not sure if it's true, but we can figure out that 
whenever you feel bad, whenever you feel bad, that that is part of this. Whenever you feel bad, whenever you have a bad day, whenever you have a bad morning, whenever you can't sleep in the night, I, I, I'm, I'm asking, could it be that that inner judgmental, critical, self-deprecating voice, if that is part of that, So that's like the invitation for the for the next week. You know, so why? I mean, this is of course a long journey, but to 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 become aware of that of that voice, not to try to get rid of it because you won't. I mean, you have been meditating on this now for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. So it takes about the same time of meditating against it <laughs> or against it to uh, to establish a, a, a neuronal pattern which is as equally strong so it it's going to continue but what we can do quite quickly is we can stop to believe it we can identify it and we can stop to believe it and then and I will talk about self-compassion a bit, how to develop self-compassion, and then slowly, slowly to develop another neuronal pathway of self-care, of a kind dialogue, of remothering and refathering yourself. So the practice of self-compassion. After our first sitting, I will say a few words about that and then leading a meditation after the break. And what I will base uh, my presentation or this exploration into, uh, of self-compassion is the work of Christine Neff. She is a psychologist and she did a lot of research into self-compassion. And I found that quite helpful. And, and then if this speaks to you, then you can also go to her website, she has guided meditations and you can, if you are uh, a research person, you could look into this, that research of self-compassion. What we are going to explore is how can we create, how can we connect with a sense of self-care, a sense of kindness to ourselves. How can we how can we cultivate that? And you need to cultivate it. So that's the, the, the part of the work we are invited to do. Or that's where we need to be inspired. Ah, I can actually change the way I treat myself. I can actually change the way I see myself. In about 10 years, 15 years. Yeah, to be realistic. So uh, this is not like a quick fix. Uh, 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 that does not mean that we can have many glimpses throughout the day into our goodness immediately. We can have glimpses of freedom 
of natural peace immediately within the whole thing. But then to, to really establish as a place of living unmovable, undestructible, that, that probably takes time for most people. So let's uh, sit quietly for 20 minutes. I will guide you into a practice of shifting, grounding, yeah, connecting. And as always, first uh, we adjust our posture. Shifting, just emphasizing the body more and more. So there's a sense of dropping from the head into the body. suggest of welcoming, allowing, letting things be, befriending your own energy. Of course, thoughts continue to arise. That's fine. It's okay. And see if you can become more curious about the present moment, sensations, sounds, the energy in your belly, in your heart.
notice that you emphasize a story, that you're hooked, that you go away, then you draw back. And it could be that there's discomfort, tiredness or restlessness or tension. And what we explore here is if you let that be, if you just notice, if you just imagine your awareness like hands, healing hands. Breathing into and touching all these knots or contractions or physical or emotional pain. And then quite quickly, it might be possible for you to appreciate the stillness, the silence, the presence which arises when we sit quietly together. Kind of the stillness between the lines. The open presence which we share. of your hands or your breath or your feet, your belly. And if you can make the stillness your home base, it's also a good place to return to. Listening the stillness not only with your ears
shoulders can soften and belly can soften. More and more, just a effortless being, just resting, because this moment happens by itself. something comes to the foreground, you allow that to happen. Bathing your experience in breath. sky, the heart open, mind heart open. Heart like the sky. Experiences changing, sensations, sounds, thoughts. It's like a river flowing.
making a big deal without making it a mistake, just dropping back. Find yourself if it's more supporting, if you stay with the home base of the breath or your hands or your belly. Or if you want to slide more into the open choiceless awareness. Everything can just be without particular focusing on anything. stillness, listening to the stillness.
practicing the three attitudes of easygoing, open, interested, friendly.
Christy Neff's approach to self-compassion, she describes three three aspects of the training, three, three aspects of the cultivation of more self-kindness. And the first one is uh, the, the practice of mindfulness. And here we can see mindful awareness as uh, an awareness which has these <coughs> three qualities we talked about last time. So mindful awareness is an awareness which is open and easygoing, which is friendly, and which is interested. I like the a word from the Tibetan tradition describing this, it's the loving gaze. And the loving gaze is uh, symbolized as the Buddha of compassion, Shenrezig, or Avalokiteshvara. Compassionate presence. So it's like a It's like kind of stepping a bit, stepping a, a bit away from your experience and looking at it. Whatever arises. So this is incredibly valuable if you can find that mother gaze, that father gaze, that loving mother gaze, that loving father gaze in you. And the assumption in the Tibetan tradition is that it is in you. It is there. It's part of your nature. So how would it feel how would it feel if you would look at yourself with that loving gaze, which you, you know, those who have, uh, those of you who have children, on a good day, on a very good day, in a very good moment. <laughs> I'm not saying all the time, yeah. uh, where you are just, uh, where where that is just naturally open. That, that loving gaze. Open, easygoing, absolutely interested. I mean, this is the most wonderful, beautiful person ever. It's a, it's a miracle, it's a mystery. And you gave birth to that. I mean, or you, you, you gave your part. <laughs> so it is in you, because there it is. You don't need to meditate, or you don't need to... It, so that's the proof. That's the proof that that loving gaze is in you. 
So how would it be if you could sometimes in your practice kind of find that? Because also mummy needs a mummy. And or father needs a father. Or mummy needs a father. Uh, and uh, probably your own father or your own mother, they have so much of their own stuff going on. So that's the loving case. So that's here the mindful awareness. Uh, the second uh, part of the training, according to Christine F., is self-care. So, what does it mean to care about yourself? And how can you establish that? Not just as an idea, like, okay, I need to take care about myself, but actually, like, how would that feel? How does it feel to take care of yourself? <coughs> so it needs to be embodied, it needs to be felt. That is also a journey, because maybe you have not received that so much that someone really took care of you. Like unconditionally. Quite often when we receive care, there is kind of a, a contract in it. It's more like a business contraction. A, a business. Business. Yeah, it's transaction. a transaction, exactly. A business transaction. So that's something uh, we can explore also with her meditations. So how to you know, how to give yourself these moments of I'm a human being, I have feelings, and I take care of my feelings. I take care of myself. And I do like this. This is one of the practices. Uh, the, the mudra, the mudra, are these hand gestures in, in Buddhism, which express uh, through the body certain aspects of the practice. So the mudra of self-compassion is like touching yourself. So breathing like this touching yourself in a moment when it's difficult. I will uh, um, give you some links to some of these practices and you can try if that is a, is a useful thing. There's also the, you know, those of you who know the metta meditation of, of uh, the Theravada tradition, May 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 beings be happy. So to to uh, do this practice of matter to yourself, 
and there we have already there, there we have an example of how the traditional teachings sometimes get into the way because what we hear often in the Tibetan tradition is self-cherishing self-cherishing is really bad self-cherishing is the is the cause of all evil and uh, sometimes uh, we can notice that probably when we are uh, being asked to direct a meta meditation to ourselves may I be happy may I be happy that there is something in us this is not right this is self-centered I shouldn't think about myself who am I? Who, who, I, who think I am that I think about myself, that I put myself first? I shouldn't do that. I should put myself last. Well, that's interesting to, to notice that. This is a very misunderstanding translation, this self cherishing in the, in the Tibetan Buddhist tradition. It causes a lot of confusion and uh, a lot of false, false kindness, false smiles, false uh, uh, serving. Mm. So self-care, putting yourself first. almost difficult to say that as a Buddhist teacher putting yourself first so could it be if you really would take care of yourself if you would cultivate kindness with yourself that then nobody would need to tell you now you go out and you're good to others (coughs) so could it be that if you would really take care of yourself if you would really relax with yourself, could it be that then the goodness which is part of your nature would just want to come out? And that's the assumption. So that's the second, the self-care. And the third uh, aspect of this training is what she calls common humanity or the common ground which we all share. In the Buddhist training on bodhicitta, that it's called it's called equanimity. So that is the recognition that we are that we share, that we have a common ground, that we on a deep level know each other and can connect with each with each other and can recognize each other as human beings so it it, the practice the practices here they create a sense of kinship and a sense that you're not alone and a sense that the struggle you have they are not particular important or they are not particular personal or they are not particular or it's only me, uh, but 
that it is actually shared. Yeah? So this is a kind of move from uh, my problem, my difficult feelings, to the problem, the difficult feelings, the, the common shared struggles. And this is, uh, this is something you can explore yourself uh, if that is a way for you to bring more space into a difficult moment or into a difficult period in your life. So I give you an example of a of a practice or of a like a gesture which contains these three aspects. So imagine you have a difficult moment or a difficult afternoon. So the, the first the mindfulness is recognizing that. This is how I feel. So, and here in our exploration, the emphasis on recognizing it in the body. Then, a moment of self-care and that could be for example oh this is difficult for me oh, oh this is really difficult for me like like a father a, a healthy father would say oh yeah this is difficult for you I can see that That makes sense that this is difficult for you. So this is very different to oh I shouldn't feel like this, I have no reasons to feel like this, I should be over it, come on, don't whine so much, don't be such a sissy, get your shit together. No, this is difficult for me. It's maybe not difficult for you, but it's difficult for me if I, if I, I don't know. So that's uh, the uh, self-care, this kindness, self-kindness. And the third is then the common ground. And that's something like, and that is that is normal. This is just this is how, how how people feel when they when they feel challenged by a relationship. This is something I share with others. There's hundreds and thousands of people. And that um, that sharing or that kind of recognizing that you're not alone 
that is of course there, it is helpful to have exchange with others, like in groups or with the friends, or to just uh, to just uh, listen to each other and acknowledge each other's recognition of our pain, of our struggles. <coughs> this can be a big, big relief of feeling, oh, there's nothing wrong with me. Other, other people, other parents, other, other children, other lovers, other employees, other bosses, they struggle in the same way. They are maybe a bit better than, than hiding it. They are maybe a, a bit better hiding it than me. But they struggle. So that's something which might open the space a bit. Okay. So let's um, have a break and then I will guide a meditation and then after the meditation there's some space for questions or discussion. So let's have a break, 10 minutes. It's a mixture of uh, different, different meditations and uh, I have a recording on that on SoundCloud so you can do it again. And what I'm going to do is, uh, the first step will be that I will invite you to connect with the person you have a warm relationship with. A friend. Yeah. And you know, so opening to that warmth. Just see what happens. So we are not machines, so you can't just, uh, you know, now I'm doing this meditation, I will have this open heart. It's not like that. So it's, it's an experiment and uh, there's space for everything. So you are curious about what these instructions I make, what, what, what will it trigger within you. Maybe you find out that you hate this kind of meditation. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's fine. Then you know what you're not going to meditate on. And then, so there's the, the, the warmth in that relationship, then I will invite you to bring that kind of warmth to yourself. So we go kind of the other way around. We start with another person and then bring that to ourselves. And then the third is then to extend it, to connect with a common ground. So let's uh, experiment with this, play with this. So first you check your posture, take a few moments so that the body can settle. Just 
shifting again and checking in how you are now after the break. Emphasizing the sensation in your hands and the breath, the belly. resting and appreciating each other's presence, each other's stillness. you to imagine the presence of a person you have a warm relationship with and you quietly say the name of this person and you feel the presence of this person feels to see that person after a while of separation, the joy and the first hug, the warmth and the interest in your relationship, the voice of this person, how does she move, he move. Mm -hmm. 
Feel the presence of this person with your whole body. Maybe you can imagine how your heart or your belly, your solar plexus opens like a flower. And this is, so whatever happens, space to that. So the breath and the presence of warmth and connectedness, joy, See if you can connect with the warmth and care in your heart towards this person, wishing this person well. May you be happy. May you feel safe. what a wonderful person you are. May you accept yourself. May you be healed. May you feel whole. Imagine this person really appreciating your care, really taking it in, bathing in that radiance from your hands, from your belly, from your heart, from your face. May you be happy. May you feel whole. May you accept yourself as you are. this person go and she or he happily goes gifted and then you turn that warmth that kindness that care to yourself bathing that care with your whole body from the toes to the top of your head. A 
whisper into your own ears with your own voice. You whisper into your own ears with your own voice. I love you. I love you. Wishing yourself well. you. May you be happy whispering in your own ears with your own voice. May you be happy. May you feel safe. accept myself as I am.
presence of the people around you who are just like you. People with feelings just like you. People with wounds just like you. People with the same kind of hopes and fears, just like you. Breathing together. same kind of longing to be loved and love Imagine that on this moment, loving kindness or care radiating and filling this room and going back home to the place where you live and work. feeling beings feel safe.